From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We're continuing with Erin Schneider of Hilltop Community Farm, talking on a topic of increasing interest to women farmers, regenerative agriculture. Learn about systems theory and how we are all connected to ecology and our world around us. Channel your inner biologist and learn about how Erin successfully integrates this into her farm business. Erin Schneider runs Hilltop Community Farm in Lafarge, Wisconsin, in partnership with her husband, Rob McClure, raising a wide variety of vegetables, herbs, fruits, and flowers. A graduate of the National Farmers Union Beginning Farmer Institute, Erin has volunteered on multiple assignments in Senegal through the Farmer to Farmer program with USAID to increase women's economic empowerment and food security. She currently serves on the Administrative Council for North Central SARE. We are back. Welcome to another episode of our Moses in Her Boots podcast with Erin Schneider of Hilltop Community Farm. Thank you so much, Erin, and thank you for sharing with us today insight into a big, broad topic, but that really has growing interest, particularly amongst women, of Mm -hmm. regenerative agriculture. Mm -hmm. And let's start off. How do you (laughs) define that, baby? Well, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think basically in a nutshell, and this is um, a lot of overlap with some maybe other language, but this just resonates with me. And um, it's just uh, regenerative, you know, as a word implies, regenerating, life-giving. I love that word. I think yeah, it's a- yeah. And it's like based on ecology and how systems work and how energy moves through those systems. A very natural process. Yeah. And so you are caring for that system or the base or you're working with it. It's caring for you, it being your farmland, as in this case, as farmers. Um, and then you are, you know, care for the earth, care for... Um, care for each other, and then you're sharing forward that surplus. So you're making an effort to enter into a relationship with what you're doing and the people you're serving, and that in turn is invested and cycled back into that system, and you find this expansion. And I kind of look at it from a lens on how you can farm on the land in terms of ecology, like um, based on ecological systems, as well as you can take those same systems of how like patterns in nature and how energy moves through your farm, for example, and you can apply that to how you might set up your business structure or like kind of spreading out resources and kind of complementary needs and functions. But basically regeneration, life giving, share the surplus, but make, you know, also taking care of yourself and the resource base. So regenerative agriculture is, uh, would you call it like a philosophy or approach to farming and managing your land? There's not a rule book or something There's not a rule book for that. No. And I think like we sometimes forget like, you know, uh, it's like it's one of those things where 
we've we're wired that way right as humans where you think of humans and humosphere like humosphere being hummus and that's like the organic matter in the earth and closely related to collaboration so we collaborate as humans with the earth and you share those and humbleness to it (laughs) so so i kind of it is a philosophy and it's but it is again based on cycling you think of like every part of a, a seasonal cycle if you will like okay birth growth death and decay but it's cycled back in and expanded outward so i think like um this whole notion of you know networks are a really great example and it could you could think of a root zone network in your plants or you could think of like a women farmers network too Mm. and like how we find out what we're good at and um like take care of our needs but we're also sharing it forward and it's that generosity that is not necessarily solely transactional like we don't approach it from a like transactional space, I guess. Nice. So, a little bit esoteric, I know, but in the nutshell, if you just think of like care for the earth, care for each other, and share the surplus. And um, that whole approach does seem to very naturally come to women. Mm-hmm. We, we just think like that, right? It's yeah. not, I don't know, necessarily something we have to learn, but yeah. we can refine and define it. True. As you have. What, where did that, just even that term regenerative agriculture, come from or is it i mean i know it's been probably as old as time but is there (laughs) it it it, does not like it's sort of evolved right i mean collaboratively it it has evolved a little bit sometimes i think i don't know exactly the historical roots of the the language um but i do my sense is is that it's coming up more in response to um you know understanding that like okay agroforestry is pretty similar to that like you have the systems of management that are life-giving and supportive and can share forward um, and permaculture is another word too. Um, but I think with the regenerative lens is that it's not just, it's extending beyond your farm gate and all of a sudden you're seeing those edges expand outward, whether it's new businesses forming, new um, links on the farm value chain. And then that in turn is feeding back into your farm and reinvested into the land and into your hearts and, and um, into just, I mean, we're social beings and, and creatures, right? <laughs> And humans, we're not just coming out. Sorry. Yeah, no, all good. What, so, yeah. Is regenerative agriculture similar to permaculture, or how would you define those two? Because permaculture seems a word that's used a lot. Too, yeah, as a philosophy. It, it is, and they're so closely related. And I would just say, honestly, like if you are just. At its heart, whatever language you're drawn to, I think of it as entering from a place of gratitude, first and foremost, and that is something that you just can't co-op. It's not for sale, you know, I in a way that we sometimes put, we want to, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess my personal tension is sometimes when um, I, we talk a lot about this of like, okay, so I understand and value like being certified and having a specialty in a technique, but at the same time, like we are doing that in a way where we're sort of missing that social ecology part of a part of a, of a simply technique inspired thing that sometimes people get caught up with permaculture like brooms and swales or you just do this set of prescriptive techniques yeah. and you will get this and or judging other or judging people, other or people that rating or, them on their permaculture or, or you're privileged to this kind of expertise and this person isn't but we tend to forget that it was built on a culture of sharing and like folks like learning from other other like you know it's sort of these things start from being like maybe disillusioned with the system as it exists you set up, mm. try to play with a different one and then next thing you know you find yourself institutionalizing that very same system <laughs> Well, yeah, that, I know, that happens. It's kind of, you know, it's fine and beautiful and good. But I, I just, you know, my, our big thing is just trying to like really 
enter in what I've learned um, through farming again is in in just working with other women is just really honing in on what do we want to learn what do we have to offer and just like being willing to observe and enter into that relationship and not judgment not judgment like trying to suspend judgment and boy am I challenged every day (laughs) so but it's you know you just try it every day yeah yeah no and it's one of these things too that's a journey right I mean you're not yeah. And, and that's hard because people want to feel there's a start point and end point to things. But yeah. it's a, a way of life, right? A practice almost. That's true. And I'm sounding all zen about things, but, you know, there's there's grittiness to it. But there's also, I mean, it's almost like we all have to operate on different trajectories, right? Like we're we're thinking long term and we're trying to set up a system that we're, but at the same time we have to deal with like our monthly cash flow. And so what, you know, you have to be able to th- see things on uh, multiple planes, but it starts with like, all right, how do we capture the sunlight um, yeah. <laughs> in the form of plants or in solar energy? Or how do we store more water in the soil? But the, those yeah. are also hard, yeah. challenging things to do when one is busy. Yeah. Are there, yeah. you always have such a deep approach, shall I say, to... <laughs> These issues, I mean, are there practices or even daily techniques or ideas you could give us of how you integrate that? Do you know? I mean, are sure. there I think things that you do on a daily basis that trigger you to step back and think or times of the year or any nuggets that we could try would be great. <laughs> well, finding like a complimentary and patient partner or two or friends sure. <laughs> is really helpful. <laughs> that can check you and support you um on a daily daily rhythm um i mean uh gosh you know why recently i i have started the last two years i I have a daily meditation practice and that's just really helped me in a lot of ways like I don't know. I mean, I've over the years, it's in the, the family history, et cetera. And, and for a variety of reasons, like I seasonal, I get depressed and, you know, it's just been also really good. I might figure out I have to be able to manage my mental health and with all of this too. And I'm like, no one's going to tell me how to do these things at the end of the day. There's everyone's willing to give you advice. And the end of the day, you have to just feel it. And it comes with time and change. And yeah. So you do like a certain time in the, how, how do you? Kind of in the morning yeah. and, you know, Before and things get I crazy. think like, yeah, before things get crazy. And I also try to like, I think another good tip, you know, um, is just like not doing the same thing, the same task for more than an hour or two. Pause, redirect. I always like think of water, right? Like, so how do you on the land, can you, water's running, how do you help slow it down or redirect it where it's like not quite as taxing energy <laughs> or as intense and destructive? And I guess like building in holidays in advance, like, um, and you know, balancing in the extremes i guess <laughs> I don't know. yeah but self-care is really important um i mean it sounds cheesy and new agey sometimes but it, you know and that self-care no, can a, be like super important calling people up or like even looking at your instagram flower feed of like i just need five days just or five minutes to zone out into <laughs> five like days <laughs> but not five days on instagram oh my gosh but or sort of just you know, yeah <laughs> but taking a mental break i just need to look at pretty pictures for a moment and cats or whatever <laughs> just whatever works for you yeah and yeah good food, so no yeah. that's great but it's it's it it is important to think through because it's so easy i know just we need to get something down and we don't think about what's the most efficient way or yeah. the best way or at least a holistic way to get from a to b yeah and i think scalability has been really helpful for us like like we we try to take something on that's scalable but it's small. We'll start small and like experiment. We know know your baseline and like play at the edges and both with people. Like here's our core folks who have been with you through, through and true, but then always just be open to 
new folks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are there some stuff. resources within the regenerative agriculture sphere that you recommend or oh boy there's um, a lot I well mean, i just think of a few thing. other farmers right now there's um boy and also like uh, there's a, a contingent in like a women's like permaculture network i would say and then up in northern wisconsin i have like claire hints i think yeah, fellow farm friend she's does some she's done some permaculture yeah. for women even specific yeah yeah sessions there's also some stuff like globally as well um uh, I have really been inspired by Mary Reynolds lately in terms of like books or just, um, I guess like just find out what's your mojo and what, um, (laughs) so it could be very different. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also love to swim. I think just being around water helps me. (laughs) So what is it for you? You I'm curious. Oh, I'm all kind of the same. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I'm a pretty seasonal person too, in Mm -hmm. that, uh, I do like a intense summer, but then I need that downtime during the winter to Mm -hmm. balance Mm-hmm. balance things out there so uh and like you that not doing things for more than an hour that diversity of tasks mm-hmm. this is a small one but i just a couple weeks ago got in our home office a standing desk mm, which cool. i know a lot of i mean people yeah. have had that i'm late to the program but <laughs> i really love it because yeah. it causes you to pause naturally nobody's standing yeah and for five hours do you know so mm-hmm. your body's naturally telling you just take a walk, go downstairs, mm-hmm. get some water, whatever. And it's just much healthier, both in my body, but also in when I'm working on the computer on something, you know, to mm-hmm. just step away. And it's a little harder to do that, I think, in the garden work, because mm-hmm. you, my body doesn't always naturally tell me, it just tells me to get something done, you mm-hmm. know, but to have those pauses and do something else, you're you're a healthier, yes, but B, you're you're working much better. Yeah, that's true. You your brain can only like you can geek out on like only eighty percent capacity or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> After a certain no, it's true. Time. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Alrighty, thank you, Erin. Sure, thank you. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.